about an episode of the Unknown Pro for you today. I'm your host, Sam Fisher, and today I have a very special guest, the one and only Monica Abbott. What's up, Mon? How's it going, everyone? It's me. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> What's up, Mon? How's, uh, how's quarantine treating you? You know, quarantine life... I'm not gonna lie, there's some parts of quarantine life, like, I kind of like, like... Oh, totally, like, right? Yes, like, I've kind of, I've become a better cook, like, <laughs> I'm getting more stuff done, I'm working on my passion projects, I get outside every day, and then it's so fun to still be able to, like, Zoom and do all these FaceTimes and things like that, like, with a lot of people that probably I would have talked to on a regular basis yeah. uh, when I wasn't in quarantine. That's so true. It's kind of upped the social life in a weird way, even though you're not. Yes. <laughs> I'd still rather meet with you in person for like lunch of or course. something, but this is like a nice option, you know? Yes. At least you still get some FaceTime, of course. Yeah. That is, that's such a good way of looking at it, especially with the, the whole cooking thing. What is the best thing that you've cooked thus far? Um, okay, I'm really into like doing like the stack thing where like there's a base, you know, kind of how you have, do like the ahi pokey stack. So I kind of like modified that to like a black bean burger stack or like a chicken stack. And it has like veggie, a bed of veggies or noodles and then kind of like different things layered up. And that's kind of my go-to uh, right now. Yeah, that sounds like fun. And you can do literally whatever you want with it. <laughs> literally whatever. Like I've put noodles as the base. I've put rice. I've put veggies. I've put you know, whatever you can think of. Yeah. Um, Have you done what, uh, a dessert stack? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was about to say, like, I, I'm really proud of, like, how much cooking I've done yeah. during quarantine, but I'm definitely usually, like, a better baker. Like, oh, I, I can bake, but okay. cooking, not so much, um, but I'm getting better. Yeah. But baking-wise, like muffins, cakes, I make this great popcorn is my specialty, um, homemade oh. um, cookies, of course. So, like, yeah, I could totally bake. The only thing that's bad is that baking's not good for, like, the athlete body, so I got to be careful. <laughs> You're, like, overloading on carbs every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, sugar! <laughs> that's the life. Well, um, I'm glad that, you know, things are good. I do want to dive in and talk about the stuff that I have planned. But first, I have to let everyone know about some of your accomplishments. If that's cool, I'll take the floor and rock and roll, okay? Uh-oh. Uh <laughs> um, so you graduated from Tennessee in 2007, and you were on Team USA uh, from 2005, 2010, and then again starting 2018 up to now. Um, Gosh, you were with the MPF Bandits for five seasons, 2011 to 2015, Scrapyard since 2016, eight-time All-MPF, five-time MPF Pitcher of the Year. You won a silver gold, or I almost just said a silver gold medal. That was dumb. A silver medal in 2008, hoping for gold in the next yes. one. There we there go. There you go. That's why I confused myself. That's right. <laughs> um, three times you won gold at World Championships, which is very cool. Um, Four-time MPF champion. You've played in the Japanese league for this is this year will be your 12th season with Team Toyota, um, which that's great. Uh, you were NCAA your first all-time in strikeouts, wins, shutouts, and in college you threw 23 no hitters and six perfect games. Which wow, those poor hitters! I tell you. <laughs> I know. Also, I didn't mention were you for you were a four-time All-American, right? Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah. yeah. 
How did I, how did I leave that one out? So for just whatever, four time All American. Anyway, yeah. whatever. You got distracted by the strikeouts. Yeah, right. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It's an ungodly amount of strikeouts. I know. I only wish that I would have faced you to just add to that amount for you. You know, in college, <laughs> but I I do I do, uh, in 2007. LMU played Tennessee and I remember asking oh my god like did you guys face Monica and our right fielder was like I tipped it I tipped I touched it so it was a big victory victory for LMU but um but yeah look I mean gosh looking at your career when when you were young did you have dreams or goals of wanting to do all of that or is it something that kind of happened along the way um I think it's kind of a combination and, and almost like, I hate that, like ignorance is bliss. Like you just don't, you just don't know. You yeah. don't know what you don't know. Like yeah. I grew up watching the giants and, um, you know, watching baseball and watching the older kids in my rec league and thinking that like, Oh, she's, she throws the ball pretty hard, you know, like, yeah. and I, I didn't know, like, I was like, I wish I could throw it hard. Like her softball wasn't on TV when I was, um, a kid really so and you just don't know what you don't know so like little old me was thinking like oh I, if I could throw the ball hard like her then like maybe I could play for the Giants you know like yeah. little did I know that like okay Monica like you're a girl <laughs> like right. you can't play baseball like there is you know professionalism for softball is a different story like I didn't know I just always thought you know hey I, I want to grow up and I'm, I want to play softball the rest of my life yeah. Oh my God. I love it. And now here we are. And, and that's the here thing I am. Did. That's, trying to make it happen. <laughs> that, I mean, did, did it come, did, you know, obviously, obviously everybody who knows you and who has played with you or against you knows that you're one of the hardest workers in just in life, like in anything. So did that start from a young age because you just kind of wanted to play and you really enjoyed it? Where did the hard work start fitting in? Um, yeah, you know, for me, I feel like, you know, everyone says, like, it's hard work, hard work. But for me, I feel like now, like, in today's day and age, I feel like it's more like, it's just like my lifestyle. Like, right. you want to, if you want to compete at a high level, if you want to be, honestly, if you want to be a professional in this game, like, you, you got, you got to be consistent in your effort and yeah. how you, what your approach is. And it's not just, you know, it's not just pitching these days. Right. Um, because of how, because of how our game is advanced. But I think for me, it all kind of, like, I wasn't very good at softball in the very beginning. I followed my sisters into playing. Um, I was, like, the kid that was chasing foul balls to try to get candy. Like, <laughs> you know, like, that was me. Like, I was, I was the kid, like, doing all the cheers. Like, I was the cheerleader in the dugout. Like, I wasn't really, like, into the game. And then it wasn't until pitch that I started pitching that I kind of found a home. Wow. On the softball field. And that's when I kind I, I just kind of developed like, okay, I got to practice because you have to practice when you pitch, you know, right. <laughs> literally like you can, <laughs> otherwise you just suck. Like a, what's yeah. some fun walking hitters. So, um, <laughs> so I just kind of developed this practice routine with my, with my mom and in the backyard after school. And I think that setting that routine as like a middle schooler, and that consistency of like, hey, coming home from school and, you know, setting a timer for 30 minutes and like practicing in the backyard or with my mom, if I could, that routine kind of carried over and created a really great habit that I've taken my entire life. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And I think what you said was really cool because it, you know, it's, it's called hard work, but at the end of the day, especially if you love what you're doing and if you love practicing and if it's, it's not that hard to go out and yeah. do it. It, yeah, incredible. like everyone says that, but then all, when I think about it, I'm like, well, like, I don't really want to do anything else, you know, like, <laughs> who doesn't want to like wake up and play the game that they've been playing since they were five, you know, 10 years old, who would it, who wouldn't want to like, Hey, like, I, let me, let me see if I can make this ball like rise even higher than I think I can, right. you know, right. Like, let me kind of get creative in those ways. And so me, for me, like personally, it hasn't really felt like, oh, it's hard work or it's difficult. It's been part of my life and it's been, it's definitely developed into my lifestyle and who I am as an athlete. And, you know, when I, the best part is when I get to do it with my team and we get to like go through the grind together. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm sure, I mean, even we've only like barely played together a little bit, but be, even being on the field like, like against you and seeing your, your warm up routine, what you do to get ready, all those things, it makes me, inspires me to then, you know, make sure that I'm sticking to my stuff and making sure that I'm getting the work in that I need to prepare to, to be at the highest level, you know? So, yeah. Do, do you feel like that's harder to do like as a professional on the professional aspect sometimes? Sometimes. Yeah. Especially because, you know, we don't, during the year when we're at home, we don't have all the same facilities as when we're in the season or, or anything, you know, when, when you're in it, when, when like being in Japan or being at scrapyard, when you have the facilities, that part's a lot easier to maintain all that. But, mm -hmm. but when it's, you're at home, you're like, Oh gosh, you know, if my dad can't hit me ground balls, I need to figure out a way to get the same work in or that kind of thing, you know? So yeah. I, I definitely agree. Like, I think just having access to certain levels of, mm -hmm. I don't know, standards and coaches and just also you have, you're working with a lot of different player professionals that come from a lot of different levels of college softball or right. different levels of professionalism. And I think it's kind of cool when you see how like someone from Loyola, someone from Tennessee, someone from Marshall, someone from, mm -hmm. you know, Nebraska or someone from UCLA, how each of the different athletes prepare on the professional level. And that's really cool to see how that evolves over the course of their career. Oh yeah. And you know what? I, I think this all the time. Like if I could be in college right now, I feel like I would have done so much better with what I, right? Like how, yes, like, man, if only I had known what I know now. Seriously. And, and how to take care of your body, what your body needs, you know, and, and wow, if only, right. Yeah. I just think like, information is so valuable and some and like having having someone do it like is it's cool to be able to watch someone else and yeah. that's what i think is really cool for the kids that are in high school now the college kids right this age and then the kids that are just coming out of college like for the most part like softball's been on tv there's been professional games being played in the united states so they kind of have more information than say like our generation had they have they have a model of what something should look like that's so oh my gosh that's so true i just remember you know watching the world series when i could i remember watching you in 2007 on and it's just like you just soak it up and now there's so much more yeah. to soak up it's so, like they're so lucky <laughs> yeah it's it's awesome like it's incredible yeah. like the 
and it's just gonna continue to grow and um, that's really exciting. But I just love seeing that because it like multiplies the growth of our sport and multiplies the level that we're able to play at. Absolutely. I, oh yeah, absolutely. And I think what's cool too that I've learned about you over the last few years is how much you're still open to learning. Like you are constantly learning and w wanting to grow as a player, but also with the sport because I can remember Inter, you know, playing against each other like an inner squad at Scrapyard and after an at-bat, you come up to me and say, hey, was that pitch in a good spot? What did you think of this pitch, you know, where it's like, you've been doing this for how long and you still ask those questions? I just, I think that that's so cool because you can probably attest a lot of your growth in, uh, to that, would you say? Yeah, I think just, yeah, definitely. I think I've had obviously been surrounded by some really amazing coaches and um, some really amazing teammates. And I think the thing that I love about some of the teams that I played on and the people that I played with is just that open communication that we've been able to have. And and in both like a fun way and a competitive way, but also in like a very like healthy way where we can challenge each other and be like, well, Mon, sorry, but like, you know. Like if I was looking for that inside pitch, you know, I would, I would have rocked it, but you know, yeah, thank goodness you threw that, you know, this pitch instead of that one, because I was waiting for it. Right. You know, things like that. And having those healthy conversations has really um, helped. I think all of us at the professional, all of us in that little niche of professional softball players yeah. evolve and grow yeah. um, in this sport. Oh yeah. Especially because just when you think, you know, it all, you, you realize you don't. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Something happens. Yeah. Why is softball like that? <laughs> so hard. Everyone, like even talking to young girls, or if I give a lesson or do a camp, I'm like, this is the hardest thing that we could choose to do for ourselves. I know. <laughs> it's so challenging. But I, I wanted to ask you um, the, the difference between when you played in 04, you were one of the younger players on the team, right? Yeah, on, um, I started on the national team in 05. I wasn't part of the- Oh, right, in, oh, I mean, in 08, right, right. So 05 was your first year. In 08, were you one of the younger ones at the Olympics? Yeah, yeah um, I was actually the youngest player on the 2018. There we go, okay. I thought I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to be wrong. <laughs> no, I was the youngest, but don't worry. I was also the tallest. Of course, of course. <laughs> so what, I mean, touching, touching back on that experience of, of 2008, being the youngest and now being one of the oldest, how, how was it when you were the youngest? And then how is it now being that veteran? Yeah. You know, one, the young, and when you're young, you're, you know, like you just do, you just do it. You don't think about it. You just do it. Someone said, coach, coach is like, Hey, Monica, you know, you got through the ball 70 miles per hour. I'm like, yes, coach, I'll do it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Whatever you want, <laughs> you know? Um, but I think when I look about like the dynamic between like rookies and veterans and being um, having a significant role in both of those um, at the high level now, I always think about how like rookies, I think tend rookies and the younger players on the team, they tend to push everyone forward, right? They ch mm -hmm. tend to kind of challenge them and push, push the game forward, push the energy level forward and I think the older generation teaches them how to be a professional how to hold themselves accountable um, standards to be expected and then obviously just like um, wealth of knowledge 
yeah. from their experience. But if when you meld that push from the younger generation and that experience from the older generation, it creates this really beautiful dynamic um, between the two. So, yeah. no, that's yeah. a really cool way to put it because you can look at it in one of two ways where, you know, a rookie might be inexperienced, but it's not that, it, that it, you know, like you said, you say jump, okay, I'll say how high, you know, <laughs> like, let's do it. Um, just that willingness. And especially, you know, I think about, you know, I'm going to be 30 and I think about girls coming out of college at 21 and thinking, I got to make sure I'm on my game because these girls are coming out hot, you know, like in that yeah. push. Um, but do you, do you think, do you think you have a leg up now because of all the experience you have in going into the Olympics as far as I know what it was like to be there and now I've played all this time now I'm almost more prepared for this Olympics or have you thought about that at all um not like in that aspect mm -hmm. but like definitely from going from 2008 to like this yeah. and just being an older player like I just feel like I'm so much smarter about the game of softball yeah. um and just knowing tendencies of people and knowing tendencies of myself and yeah. all of those sort of things. So I feel like I'm a smarter, more well-rounded athlete than I was in 2008. And that goes in like all aspects, whether it's softball, whether it's training, you know, whether it's nutrition or mental game or how much I need to practice, like all of those little things or how I'm going to recover, things like that. I'm just so much smarter as an athlete. Whereas before, as a rookie and as a young person, I was needing to be told, like, I was needing to be told, like, Monica, no, you don't need to pitch today. Monica, like, you need to go run. Like, <laughs> Monica, like, stop eating donuts, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, or, yeah. and, or, or it was like that awkward glance where you're eating the donut. And you're like, <laughs> you're like mm -hmm. you can tell they're like, you shouldn't be eating that. Like, why? <laughs> I love no, it. Um, but I think so in that aspect, don't you feel like as you've aged, like you're a smarter player? Oh, uh, yeah. It's almost like I feel like I've been able to relax a little bit. The more that I've played is, you know, I still obviously nerves are still there in different situations. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like the older that I've gotten and the more that I've played, I've been able to kind of bring myself in a little bit more and say, hey, you know, like, you got this. What, what are you worried about in this way? Or your body needs a rest today. That's something that's been hard for me to learn is giving my body a rest. Cause I'm more like, I need to work out. I need to do this. I need to do that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's been a challenge for me too that's at hard. times. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's also, I'm just like, well, might as well do it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It, it, it's been hard to learn that rest does well for your body in the same way that a workout does. I still have a hard time wrapping my brain around that. I think it's college athletics did that to us. Yeah. Yeah. No days off. <laughs> yeah. No days off. Day off is a travel day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, it, it is, it is interesting the way that it kind of develops. And I think where I feel so lucky to have known all this, you know, when there's players that end their career when they're 23, 24 or right out of college, you know, never get to that point of learning all that. Mm -hmm. yeah it makes me honestly like it kind of like breaks my this is gonna be it kind of like breaks my heart a little bit like it hurts my heart that like athletes don't um you know they only play like maybe two or three years if they get a professional chance opportunity and they only play two or three years like it kind of hurts my heart because they never fully develop or understand what they can 
get from the game or what they're able to give back to the game or some, even the athletes that maybe get drafted or have an opportunity to play and then they don't like yeah. I it just like it blows my mind um yeah or like when people are like I'm burned out I'm just like <laughs> why this is the best game ever guys like what are you talking about <laughs> burned out? just just take a couple weeks and then come back and play with us let's go <laughs> that's so that's so funny that you said that because I had a conversation with my dad a couple months ago and I said I can't relate to people when they say that they're burnt out. I don't know what to say if someone says that to me. <laughs> I'm like, you want to play catch about it? Like, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, when sometimes when people are like, oh, I'm burned out. I'm like, like, I get like, maybe they're being pushed too hard. Like maybe yeah. they need to, they need balance. Like maybe that's what, that's what I always think is they need balance outside of just softball right. um, in their life. But I'm just like, gosh, I can't imagine like especially if you're like doing it by your choice you know like you get to play like it's my choice like I get to go outside and I get to play softball today like I get to hit I get to throw I'm gonna try to throw this ball really hard I'm gonna try to throw it really slow like let's see what I can do today guys <laughs> was that cool <laughs> did I do it did I do it hey Sam did I do it was that a, was that a good one <laughs> you did it you did it uh, you know? I totally I totally relate to that because it is it is, at this point it is a choice you know mm -hmm. we we could go another way at any given point we're not in school anymore you know but um it is it is pretty heartbreaking and that's like that was actually the whole idea behind the name of this podcast is the unknown pro Be, because I love that. like I, I wish that we weren't unknown in the professional sports world I mean some girls obviously have have made it to where other people out of the softball world know, you know you know their name but like it sucks that it's so unknown because there are so many talented players that play for a few seasons or maybe even just one and yeah they can't continue and it it really sucks you know <laughs> God. yeah I was actually saying okay I'm gonna bring it real relevant right now so is that okay of course and just you feel free to comment on this but like so have you been, you watched the Jordan documentary, I'm assuming like almost everyone in the world has watched it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I was just like watching it and I was like, man, like from, first off, his story, great job, ESPN. Like, oh, unbelievable. Phenomenal. Yeah. And what a great time to put it out. Like you inspired <laughs> the whole world while we're in quarantine. <laughs> but just like when I was at the very end and watching the last episode, like I was both like happy and like, oh, this is what a great story. I'm so glad they did this. And how inspiring and motivating, but a, a small part of, a small little piece of my heart was like kind of sad, like, yeah. because there's like who in our sport right now, who in softball, like can have a documentary done like that of right. them? Who in softball, like, is it Jenny? Is it Lisa? Is it Jess Mendoza? Like, right. is it Natasha Watley? Is it Sam Fisher? Like, is it Monica Abbott? Is it Kat? Like who has a documentary or that? Yeah. that amount of footage and media presence that could like put a documentary out like a you know 10 10 yeah episodes 20 years later god that's so true oh my god i'm just so like right. and how incredible that is that he's obviously made such you know jordan's made such an impact on the sports world you know across generations and across genders and across you know the entire world but just like just like who in softball could have that kind of story done about them right because that's something where whenever I 
you know, whenever there's a baseball, you know, clip or, or a story on a player and they talk about, here's what he did to get to this point. I think me and my friends, me and my teammates, we've all done that too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember not going to, you know, the prom because I was training or I was, I had games the next yeah. day, you know, those stories are obviously Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan, but still, right, 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 right. <laughs> you see, you see so much where it's like, why is his story more exciting than ours? Because I, I honest to God feel like me and my teammates and friends that I know that I've played with had the same daily routine had the same struggles sacrifices and work put into it you know it's it's weird yeah you can see like similarities in things like from you know he hit so many big shots or like dumping the ball out to Paxson or to Kerr like you know so many you know unsung heroes in championship play on the softball field you know kind of the same story you can you can relate and see similarities in our game as an athlete and so like, there was this little piece of me that was like, man, like, I want to watch this. I want to watch something like this of a softball player. Like I want to, 10 years from now, I want to see it of Sam Fisher. I want to see it of, you know, Lisa or Finch or somebody, anybody. <laughs> a player, someone, because you know, you know, there's stories among all of us of, mm-hmm. of how we got to a point that we're at, you know, and yeah, it's worth, it's worth saying it's worth people knowing about yeah maybe maybe it'll happen we'll just like keep putting it let's keep putting it into the atmosphere you know like put it out there that there's that enough footage enough like media exposure and the story is that incredible that needs to be told absolutely yeah we'll put out the good vibes because yeah we need the vibes the sports world deserves to know more about softball that's for sure (laughs) yeah Hey, we're getting there. We're we getting are. There. I mean, we really are. You look at, like you said, even just the footage, like watching the World Series back when you played in it to watching the World Series now and just the amount of games that are on, just the amount of cover, even just the quality of the film now, you know, is... I know. It's so... You thought back then, you thought, wow, this is really cool. And now you're like, oh my God, I can touch them. They're right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think the quality of film and just like, I think some of the technology aspects of the game that have come into play like are really cool like exit velocity yeah um, speed at release versus speed at the plate yeah spin rates yeah you know, route efficiency all that sort of stuff is like the way sports has evolved has yeah. been really cool and how softball's been able to leverage some of that um in their training and on tv and via social media and all of that has been great yeah. Oh, it's huge. And it's just going to keep going. It's just going to keep getting bigger. So we just have to keep fighting the good fight, you know? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Fight the good fight. I love it. Um, I had a question that I didn't realize I wanted to know until we started talking, but was there ever a point after you graduated or during any of this point that you ever thought, I think now's the time to hang them up? Have you ever thought that? Um, <laughs> um. <laughs> There, there was a time, yes, there was a time where I was like, kind of, not so much that I was ready to hang it up, but I was actually just, I was like, you know what, I think I'm just going to go and I'm going to finish my career with Toyota. Wow. Um, Okay. And I was just going to stop playing um, an MPF at the time. And I was just kind of like, not a lot of people knew this. And I was just like, I, I think it's just like, I don't know if I really want to continue on 
like yeah am am I making an impact am I making a difference like yeah you know and also just questions about like I'm getting older like do I at that point I've already been playing like eight eight years of not literally nine month seasons right right because I was playing in Japan in the spring and um the U.S. in the summer and then went back to Japan in the fall yeah. um, being a professional in that way which was awesome but you know was it starting to take a toll on me and um yeah actually wow <laughs> I was going to do that wow <laughs> and um then and then I got offered to play for the scrapyard dogs for a million dollars there you go so, <laughs> I went there I said I gotta do it <laughs> I gotta do it I can't say no and I, mean, I can't make, there is there is a chance for impact you know you can't have um you know things aligned and it ended up fitting so that is so crazy because number one when you just look at it million dollar deal you think mm-hmm. that's incredible, right? That's the big, the biggest thing to happen, right? Ever. Mm-hmm. And to the fact that it was on the cusp of you feeling like maybe this is it makes it mm-hmm. even crazier that it, it, it came at what a time for it to happen, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, we had, it was like 2015, the Chicago Bandits had won the championship. Um, things were going really well. I was pitching really well too, but I was just more concerned, like, you know, what growth am I seeing in the sport? Like, am I, am I having, like what I was saying, like, am I having an impact? Is, is there making a difference? And what am I doing wrong? Like, you know, like people are leaving, sponsors are leaving this, the sport. Like, right. how can I help this? Like, how can I, people are only playing two years, like kids out of college are playing two years and retiring. Like, yeah, you know, how can we keep people in the game longer? You know, yeah who knows what's going to happen with the olympics all of this sort of stuff so it was i had a lot of like questions and thoughts about like oh maybe it's time for me to just like change shift my focus kind of yeah yeah. wow um but then like yeah and then like right at the kind of the beginning of the women's movement the scrapyard came along and um and really unexpected to have that those conversations but it was just like whoa like maybe I am doing it it kind of like gave me validation maybe I am doing the right thing maybe I am actually making an impact to have someone be so inspired by my career this far and what I've been able to do as a professional maybe maybe I am doing something right yeah wow that is exactly like when you look at it that way is total validation because that was the deal heard around the world you know that that so many people not involved in softball knew about it, which I think is the big thing. Everybody in the softball world knows everything about the softball world. Right, right. You know, (laughs) it's the people that aren't in it, you know, that, that, you know, only know maybe Jenny Finch from the celebrity all-star game or that, or, or, you know, or Jess because she does baseball. So that right there is an active player. Everybody is hearing about this. That means that not only were you doing the right thing, but it was much bigger than you probably even thought about. And yeah. that, what an impact. And, and now, you know, that was the same year that the same year you signed that was the same year softball got back in the Olympics. Yeah. So softball got back into the Olympics. I had tears. I was just like crying. Like, <laughs> I, have goosebumps. There is a, I love you softball God, <laughs> you know, like, 
yeah like literally literally like things started to turn around and i just felt like with that contract you know if there wasn't a way that i could say no to it because of the standards and beliefs that i had been preaching for up to you know eight, the eight years wow. prior in my professional career every clinic event appearance high school speech all of these things you know i have um a scholarship like for young female athletes that uh, going on to college and um just promoting female leadership and all of those things and not being afraid to be the first person to open the door it, yeah. so that other people could have an opportunity to have that conversation um so yeah so i signed and we went i went to the scrapyard and i've been in there ever since <laughs> yeah oh gosh i'm so glad that i asked that question because i wasn't expecting that answer in any yeah. in any form at all but you think about having those thoughts as you're ending the 2015 season and we're sitting here in 2020 and you're still slinging it you know you're gonna go for another olympic medal next yeah year. ideally it, it was almost, gonna be soon but here we yeah, are yeah it almost like gave me like revived me a little bit wow in my fashion a little you know in 2015 we had like i'd been with the bandits for a while and we had like a really good um we had a really good core group and i knew that there was about three of them that were getting ready to retire that we had stayed together for almost five years wow and um we were like that core group and um yeah and i was we were all kind of thinking the same thing and yeah wow god that is crazy to think about or that you could have just been like all right thanks. yeah the game within the game you know like you don't know about you don't really think about those kind of thoughts and decisions you don't hear about those stories yeah um yeah when you're just talking about wins and wins and games right. and stuff right yeah because that that's all you see is you know player performing and then mm -hmm. oh they're done or whatever it's it's never right. there there's so especially i i don't know about you but i i think about the part of me being a female and i think if i want to have babies one day or if i want to mm -hmm. have a oh you know even even the thought of getting married was kind of scary because I'm like, wait, do I have to then go home and be a wife and stop playing? Like what's the right. model? Like what's the model? What's the right. model, right? Like there's no one, how do you, what's the model? Like <laughs> there's yeah. not a lot of women that do it. So like now we're in this new territory of people starting to be married and play yeah. and still have a professional softball career, which is incredible. Like finally, like, yes, you can be married and still play <laughs> softball, you know? Exactly. You know. I, I like, I think that you're spot on about the model. Cause I think about looking, you know, when I first started out of college and thinking about, well, you know, I can do this for a little bit or, or whatever, but you know, eventually I like the other side of life is going to come knocking, but now I'm sitting here like the other side of life already knocked. I answered the door and I'm <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yes, you did answer the door. Yes, you did. It was a good answer. You said yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and I think I love that, you know, I see, you know, you're engaged now to be married. Yes. Very exciting. Um, yes. But, you know, and then you've got girls like Kaylani Ricketts is married. Kirsty Merritt was playing when she was married. There's a lot of different things mm -hmm. that are happening where we didn't really see that before as much, as much. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, I think, I think it's, you know, opening the doors of, especially for females. Like you talk so much about female empowerment and, and being a strong woman and you know i think it's going to be nice for people to think about having their own career in a sport as well as a you know a life 
outside of it too, you know, a, a husband, a wife, maybe a kid. I don't know about that. I don't want any, but yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I, who says, who says to say that, like, you can't have, you know, a, a child and then come back and play right. the next year. Like who says that's not an option. Um, that's been done here sporadically, like throughout the years, but not on a consistent basis, but you yeah. know, I'm just like, I'm excited and glad that that uh, those opportunities and it's not becoming like, Oh, like you got married or oh now, now you're not going to play. I'm just going to retire. Like, um, just continuing being a professional. And I think part of that is that like people are playing longer now, like yeah. careers are being extended and, um, that shows validation for the professional world that shows validation for, uh, athletes being able to make enough money to find ways to continue playing. Obviously, it's still not where we want it. We know that the unknown pro, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's still not where we want it to be. We know that, but it shows that we're moving in the right direction because now our careers and your name recognition, your brand recognition, because you are playing more than two years professionally, right. is getting out there. So um, I think that's a big difference. Yeah, gosh. It, it makes me like, it gives me a fire in my belly to just keep on keeping on, you know? Yeah. yeah. You're doing good. You're doing good. Yeah. Back at you, my friend. But, um, I, God, it's just, there's just so much about this sport that because that we've learned because we've played so long, but I have a, I have a question that I, whenever somebody asks me a question like this, I think it's really hard and I feel bad that I'm about to do this. Uh -oh, it's, you know, it's a one word, it's a one word answer kind of question, you know, it like over, your career if you could pick one word to describe like what's driven you to play this long and to you know maintain your level of being elite what would that word be it's such a hard question i hate myself for doing this to you <laughs> uh one word that describes like why i've continued to, i think opportunity is like the first word that has jumps into my head cool. um, and just kind of like running with each opportunity as it's come wow. or, and also not only that, and this is for probably everyone else that feels like they're an unknown pro and whatever their career is, is just like at some point creating opportunities when they're not there. Wow. That was a rock solid answer. <laughs> That's that, Cause you know, I mean, before, before we started this episode, you and I were talking about getting out of your comfort zone a little. Mm -hmm. And sometimes opportunities show, I'm sure in 2009, the opportunity to go to Japan made you feel a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit out of oh, your my gosh. Like 100%. maybe a lot more than a little bit. And you did it and look at what you've been able to do over there. And it added to what you can do here. You yeah, know, it added to what I could do there. But I think what's really cool is when I went over there, you know, it was kind of like, I, I almost would say like it was a little bit of taboo to play in Japan. Oh, really? Like, it wasn't really like accept, accepted as well as, and there was less opportunities for people wow. to play. So since I've been over there, um, and Smitty played there before me, and there were some other Americans that had been in and out on some teams, but it wasn't as well, as well, um, I don't know, I, as well known you know, the Japan yeah. League or that people wanted to play over there until I'd been over there for a while. And then now, like, you know, pe everyone wants to play there. You've played there yourself. Yeah. Um, people that I thought never would have played there have are playing there now. And yeah. just now it's like an exciting opportunity and people are looking at it as like, how can I get myself to Japan? How can I continue playing? So true. Um, 
So in that kind of growth and opportunity, more teams are taking foreigners over there than they ever have. And um, yeah, it's just cool to see that growth as well, which is a whole nother subject, but. Right, right. But uh, like at the, at the root of it is that it was some, it was an opportunity that you had and you yeah. took it and you continued to take it, you know, cause obviously they kept asking you back and you had to say yes. Yeah, I was like, yes, I'll do it. Let's go. <laughs> Pick me, pick me. Please, please. You see my hand? You see my hand? Like, I know you can because it's very tall, okay? It's up here. But that, I, I mean, it's all, I, I just, I love that answer because it is, it's about saying yes to opportunities and, you know, and then creating your own. You don't, something I feel like I've learned over, you know, the years of aging is you really don't know what you can have or what you can get until you ask. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you have to ask. Yeah. You have, you have to have a conversation about it. And sometimes it's uncomfortable for you. <laughs> right. But I mean, even for you, I mean, I think like, you know, opportunity th throughout your career, obviously, you know, you were in Akron, you played with the scrapyard, you signed with the commotion, like you had an opportunity, you know, on the USA team at one point overseas at one point, you've had all these opportunities. And now starting I'm just so proud of you for starting this podcast like people have been been in your ear about it for a while but now like you've created this opportunity and the sky's the limit so I'm just so proud that you took initiative to do this and you're creating something um <laughs> from scratch it's cool it's awesome thanks man I I mean the, the the part that's cool for me is being able to dig into the you know the different stories that are out there that you just you just don't know and and like you know, for people, for, for a pitcher to watch you pitch and think, you know, God, she's throwing 100 miles an hour, you know, like might not be relatable to a pitcher, but listening to what you've been through and listening to what you um, have gone through and the decisions that you've had to make, that's the part that could be more relatable. To, you know what I mean? To a player who, well, you know, obviously Monica didn't start off throwing 70. She yeah. got to this point and maybe I, you know, just... I just like the idea of being relatable. And I think that there's so many good stories out there that we just don't, we don't hear about all the time. Yeah, for sure. Especially, gosh, it's, it's like what we just learned about your 2015 to 2016 thought process. <laughs> I never, ever would have guessed because all you see is the shiny headline and you don't see that before that. It was like, you know what? I'm feeling like maybe, maybe this is the, the wrapping it up kind of time. You know, I just. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. You have to think like 2015, like I'm thinking about that going into the season, like April, May, yeah. June, July, and then talking with the scrapyard. It's not, it's not like they were talking to me in July. They didn't, they didn't talk to me until back, you know, January or whatever it was. I don't even remember. I think it was January or February. Yeah. Um, you know, that following year. So it was just like a long period of time where I was like, okay, like I think, you know, I'm ready to kind of see what else I can do and maybe my focus is shifting but um, I think things come and go for a reason and um, doors open for a reason and um, opportunities present themselves when the timing is right and um, that was one that I definitely thought long and hard about and um, discussed a lot with my family and my inner circle about and um, in the end, it, I, I think I made the right decision. I'm I think so too. Very positive. <laughs> I made the right decision. I think so 
you know, because then I think about when the very first time I faced you was with Scrapyard mm-hmm. and I swung three times and I walked back to the dugout, you know, so I, it was very memorable for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I, I, I'm so happy that we were able to do this because I, you know, the way that you speak about the game, it, it makes me so happy, you know, like, and watching, yeah. you know, watching you play from the batter's box, not so happy feeling, but but from, you know, from what, when, you know, coming out watching USA while you guys were on tour and, and just the way that you are around the game, it, it's very, it, it just makes me very happy to, to see because it's fun. You know, it's, you're doing what you enjoy. If you didn't enjoy it and you didn't have fun doing it, you wouldn't have been doing it for this long. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, I'm glad. And yeah. just again, like, I'm so excited for you and just fully support this. Everybody subscribe <laughs> to this podcast. Okay. <laughs> And share it, please. Tell a couple <laughs> friends and Money. tell someone that's not in softball so that they can listen, but that's a sports fan. Right. That's yeah. your homework from Monica, listeners. So, you know, <laughs> share good. as much as you can and just we're so proud to support you and that you're doing this. So, thanks, Monica. This is so nice. I'm just, uh, I hope I can see you in person soon. But I mean, on that note, I think that we can uh, wrap up another great episode of the unknown pro. And I just, I'm thank you so much for your time. Thank you for what you do for the sport and what you do for women. You know, it's not, it's obviously in the softball world, but as a female athlete in general, you know, like, like we said, we're fighting the good fight and we're doing what we want to do so that the next, you know, the next generation of whatever athletes that come through think that they can do anything, you know? So I love that. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for having me on the sh- on the show. Of course. All right. Until next time, my friends.